Good morning. Welcome to Emmett Audio. Whoop. <laughs> One of the benefits of backing into the parking spot is you see very clearly who's passing you on the road. Alright. <clears throat> I got asked if I would talk about my editing process. And so I guess I'm going to talk about editing and writing because, frankly, the two for me are, are fairly intertwined. I am not a... I tend to do a lot of editing in my head. And... So I will say first off that the more writing I've done, the better I've been and the less editing I've had to do. So the last several years as I've written more and more each day and as I've done this podcast, it's, it's like a muscle you use. It's trained me to be better at putting my thoughts into words first time around without having to dump a bunch of thoughts onto the page and then try and figure out how to put them together into a string. So that's been very helpful and I would say that if you're looking to become a better writer, obviously the best thing you can do is to do a lot of writing and to, to write every day in different ways because different ways of writing and articulating things will will train slightly different muscles and will put you in a better position to to write whatever it is that you have to write. So, uh, for instance, I've recently found with posting more on LinkedIn that writing for LinkedIn is, in some ways, it's a lot more like poetry. It's um, at least the way I'm doing it. It's more spread out. It's like each line is it's like it's like freeform poetry. Each line has a clarity to it, and it's less about writing paragraphs than it is about writing individual lines that link together. And so, my years of being a poet are serving me pretty well, I'd say, in that instance. When it comes to editing, so I was asked because I was talking about how I'm editing the Greenwood Spoon Carving. And I was asked, don't, don't you, don't I have an editor? Isn't it common to work with an editor? And I have worked with editors. Um, and editors sort of take two different stripes. There's, there's sort of editors, I'm not sure what they can be called, and then there's copy editors. And they can be the same person, but in my experience, the ones I've worked with have been had those specific roles and the editors tend to help you think about or is the thrust of this in the right direction is the overall tone correct are you have you thought through the the framing of the piece as a whole which parts are weak which parts need bolstering which parts are over over bloated and and need to be winnowed down or cut entirely is your tone strong, you know, basically trying to make you a better writer. And then a copy editor is doing the sort of editing that's 
just looking for grammatical errors, ways that sentences could be stronger. It's, it's, on, a, it's on the micro level. So there's the macro level and the micro level. And I think whether you find editing helpful or not has to do with how confident you are in what you've written. And that can vary from thing to thing. With Greenwood Spoon Carving, I feel pretty confident. The thing about writing is anyone can have an opinion. Opinions are easy. And sometimes people have opinions that are, that are seeing more clearly what you're not seeing, and a good editor can make things better. But you also run the risk of an editor taking something that's fine and telling you that it needs work simply because they need to stick their oar in in order to have a role. And it's probably a pretty rare editor that is willing to say, no, this is fine as is. What I've learned over time is that What I've learned over time is that the whether something has has the right tone structure is on the right topic and is at a timely moment for the market is I could see instances where the editor could see that better than the writer, but if the writer has that, there's not a lot an editor is going to do that's going to make a difference in the overall outcome of the success or failure of the piece of writing. And so I think I've come around to feeling fairly anti-editor. Now I have editors with the various books that I've had, and they've had good suggestions. Asked for things that I'd failed to add, you know, had ideas, and that's fine. I have tremendous respect for copy editors who are able to see um, sometimes very subtle uh, instances of poor English, um, not just misspelled words, but places where a correct word is used in the wrong way, or where the grammar is just incorrectly configured. And <laughs> in my first book, um, I think the copy editor was surprised at how grateful I was for the work that she was doing and also how I just completely accepted everything that she said. And that stems from my own time editing scientific manuscripts, which is something I did for a dozen years. Uh, my father and I had a business that he actually still runs where we would take scientific manuscripts of people who wanted to publish in English but it wasn't their first language. And we would essentially have free reign to change it however we thought it should be changed to most clearly express what they were trying to express. And so it was kind of a little of both. You know, we would point out places where their evidence was weak or they had, you know, configured things incorrectly to support their statements or, you know, configure their experiment poorly, that sort of thing, you know, where, where is the weakness that somebody's going to point out to you? But then we'd also just, you know, you take a sentence and it wasn't even pointing out to them the broad point that they needed to work on the thing. We would literally 
just rewrite the sentence to make it as good as it could be. So it was tremendous practice in writing clearly. And, and I did it, like I said, for a dozen years and, and, and it gave me huge respect for the copy editor who copy edited my own book because I, I could see from one professional to another that she knew her craft and, and I just really appreciated it. That's the sort of thing, being able to see your own writing and see where your tendencies to have the language just be a little less clear, less good than it could be. That's the thing that's hard to see fresh in the moment and why it's helpful to take, well, as long as you can manage, I'm going to say things start to become pretty clear when you put it aside for at least a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months is good. Um, you know, going back to Greenwood Spoon Carving, having finished writing the first draft, when? When did I finish writing the first draft? October, maybe? So here I am, almost six months out, and I can read it and see quite clearly, oh, okay, this sentence, you know, needs this tweak. This sentence needs that tweak. But overall, my sense is that the flow is as I want it to be. Could somebody come in and say, well, you should really, you know, this is, you should reconfigure the whole thing this way. Sure. And you could always make an argument for structuring a book differently, for weighting some things versus others, for, for those big picture things. But that's where I think as a writer, you have to have the courage of your convictions and say, no, no. I thought through why I wanted it to be structured this way. I thought through, you know, why I'm saying this and not that, why I'm waiting this and not that. I thought through the tone that I want to have. That's on point. And it's possible that I could be coming at this six months later and, and read it and think, wow, this, you know, I really was off in my tone. But I think that distance in time would give me a sense of that. I don't think you need to wait six months. Um, I think, you know, you can detach yourself from a, a, a work in as little as a couple days. Um, and, you know, in the, in the case of like a, I don't know, an essay you're writing for English or if you're not a student, if you're, if you're writing, I don't know, you're writing a post, just write the post and then literally turn right back around and edit the post. And it'll be vastly better than it was if you didn't edit it. Um, so yeah, it's, and then as far as seeing all the little mistakes, that's, that's literally just train, you just train yourself to do that. And I don't have any secrets about that. It's just about, oh, interesting. There's all these pine needles on the ground. Where are they coming from? Wow, it's so windy that the pine needles from way across the field have been ripped off and scattered on the road here thickly enough that I can notice them. That's wild. Um, 
So yeah, it's just practice. And I don't think think having an editor, editor can be helpful, but you know, you get two or three editors in the room and you ask for their opinions, everyone's going to have a different opinion. So um, that just goes to show you that it's just it's just an opinion. And in many instances, you probably have a better read on what it is that you want to say and how you want to say it and what your sense of what's going to land well than someone else because you are at the center of... Well, you're the reason... You are writing something presumably because you want to write it and so you are in the best position to say if you've hit the mark or not. Um, So trust your gut on that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.